All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ba-ba-ba-ba! Oilers Nation Radio coming at you. Bag milk here. Rick, Tyler, Liam on the beat, Dan on the screen. Gang's all here. We got a lot to talk about. Not a lot of games this week to talk about. Don't they play like two times in the next two weeks? After playing seven in 14 days. Is that what it was? Because they played four in a row and then they just said three last week, right? Yep. Sure. Why do they hate us? So there you go. Seven in 14 days. So we got the all-star break coming. The Oilers have their bye week I imagine, mixed in there. Mm-hmm. So, I think so. A lighter schedule coming up. Yeah. Uh, as we do every week, we're going to start off the podcast with a delicious debate for our friends at Oodle Noodle. 18 locations and counting with the newest one down in Calgary. If you've been there, let Oodle Noodle know. Hit them up. Oodle underscore noodle on Instagram. Oodle Noodlegram. Or sorry, that was on Twitter. Oodle Noodlegram <laughs> on Instagram. Go check that out. It's Wanya and me behind the scenes on that one. So you just want to talk to me and Wanya. There you go. There's another way to do it. You can also find them on the World Wide Web. Mm-hmm. Oodlenoodle.ca. Mm-hmm. That's where you go. On the World Wide Web. That's what they say in their commercials on the radio. They do. The World Wide Web with, um, what's his name? I can't remember the guy's name with the, the English voice. Is it Liam? <sighs> Maybe one day, Jay, if you're listening. I'm available. Yep. I voiced a Noodle Noodle commercial once. I- it was... <laughs> Right. I used to write Oodle Noodle <laughs> commercials once upon a time. You've, held, you've worn so many different hats. Mm-hmm. Bonnie's done them a couple, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're fun to write. We used to write them in school. Not Oodle Noodle ones, just commercials, commercials in, general. in general. Yeah, we. Um, once upon a time in this company, 
Oilers nation would shift to oodle noodle in the off season. So we would just be like, all right, we're pivoting to noodles. Whenever the Oilers invariably got knocked out of the playoffs. That's not the point of what we're getting to here though, Liam. Nope. It's delicious debate time with my friend, Tyler, your What have you got for us today? Well, you know, there's some talk about which assets the Oilers could be looking to move ahead of the deadline. Daniel Nugent Bowman was reporting that Broberg and Holloway are almost untouchable at this point. So my question to you, the group, my co-host of Oilers Nation Radio, how many Oilers prospects do you view as truly untouchable? I'm going to start off with a question for you, Tyler. Okay. Those two names from DNB's article at The Athletic, do you buy it? Yes, I do. And I'll even throw this part into the question for you guys to answer, but we're talking untouchable in deadline moves. So like guys you wouldn't give up for just a rental piece Mm -hmm. is sort of the question here. How many prospects are in your untouchable list? If Kyle Davidson calls you to talk about Jonathan Taves or Yarmo Kekalina wants to talk about Gavrikov or whoever is the GM in Vancouver, because I don't think anybody really knows. Where was the GM in Vancouver says, let's talk about Bull Horvat. Who are the prospects that you say we can make a deal, but it doesn't involve these guys. So specifically we're making rental deals, rental deals, not hockey trades as not we like to hockey say. Trades. All right, Rick, who you got? There's only a couple of guys on the roster that I'd actually move. None of them, which would be none of the prospects. Nobody, nobody young um, in terms of a rental. Yeah. Anyways, outside of that though, I can only think of two ginger beef and Borgo. So Ginger Beef, Borgo, Broberg, and Holloway are all untouchable for you? Yeah, there's yeah. I mean, there's only two or three guys on the team I'd move in terms of that um, rental type player right now that are on the roster as of today. Yeah. And then off the roster right now, according to the, what I'm looking at here, I honestly, outside of Schaefer and Borgo, um, yeah, you know, Savoy and Lavoie, you might not want to move, but you could definitely tempt me. Um, outside of that, I don't see any more forwards sitting there. And defensemen, there's a couple guys that I... I have hopes for, but if you offered me enough, you could have them. My, same thing. my answer for this is I'm more concerned about the Oilers depth chart at forward. Anybody on defense can go. Broberg included? Nope, not Broberg. If we're okay. talking strictly rentals, yeah. anybody outside of like underneath Broberg on that depth chart for defense, have at them. Like so if, like you're, they are Nanny Malinans kind of guys. Yep, they could. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, like if you called, if Florida was like, hey, we have, actually, this is probably a bad example. If the Blues were like, hey, we got Nico Mikola, who's a defenseman Friedman's tied to the Oilers, and we just want to swap him for Niemalainen. I think I would do that. Yeah, I'd do I that. think that's a piece I would maybe sacrifice with the emergence of Darnay and Broberg. I'd sit there and go, I can give up that guy for someone who's going to be much, much better and help me win this year. Yep. Like if I'm prioritizing those two, speaking of Vinny and, and Niemalainen, just the way Vincent Darnay has played, I would try and protect him more so than Nima Linen, yeah. but if the right deal comes along, see you later. I'm just kind of looking through what happened last season as we as headed into the deadline. So the biggest prospect move was paying Krebs, but that yep. was obviously for Jack Eichel. So that's a huge move. You look at the other ones that were there. When Hagel was moved, that was Taylor Radish and Boris Kachuk. Those are more two like kind of guys, use roster players you throw in there. When Claude Giroux was moved, it was Owen Tippett. Uh, Nick Paul was uh, Joseph, who was kind of a fourth-line guy too. The other big one was been Andrew Kopp for Morgan Barron, who was a sixth-round pick by the Rangers and had played like a handful of NHL games. So like The Toffoli I, deal as well had a prospect going 
to, oh, uh, to Montreal. I didn't lock that, that far back because I just stuck with the February. But my point kind of is, is like, I don't think the Oilers need to, I think, how do I word this? Like, I think it's guys like Lavoie, Tulio, maybe even like a Savoy are kind of the guys who the Oilers would move rather than like any of the top guys. Anyway, the market's just not really there at the moment for like a Broberg, Holloway, uh, Schaefer, Borgo, and I feel like it's one other one I'm missing. Maybe that's just the four. What's like so that's kind of like my untouchable list, I guess. So the players four. that are that are kind of like linked to us, what's their ultimate value? Give me like a name of a prospect that's going to, that would have to go out the door for him. Like, are we talking Lavoie? What's coming in for Lavoie? I mean, there's definitely, I have hopes for a couple of these players. Like I'm sitting there, I, I have all day for Tulio, Carter yeah. Savoy, Lavoie. Let's keep them down there. Let's keep them maturing. See what happens. See what we have in the long run. I mean, I don't want to, but what are what are we looking at? These guys that are coming back. Well, like John Bucci-Gross at ESPN threw out there, like, oh, maybe maybe in order to get Bo Horvat, the Kraken would part with Shane Wright. And I hear that and I go, boy, that's what they that's could get. Ridiculous. Seems intense. That's super intense. But I think maybe more realistically is, yeah, the Canucks might sit there and be like, hey, we want, if you want Bo Horvat, you're giving us a first or a second and one of your better prospects. So to give somewhat of a comparison, Hampus Lindholm was obviously a massive name move last one. year. Yeah. Anaheim got back John Moore, which was the cap dump. What was this defenseman called? Erho Vakinen. Yeah. Who I think was like an old first round pick, late yeah, first round pick. You're not this either, are you? No. You just knew that off the top of your head. Big Erho <laughs> Vakinen wow. guy. A first round pick for this year, a second round pick for 2023, and a second round pick for 2024 for Lindholm, who they got the extension for, and Cody Curran. So, like, the, see, the thing is, like, we all put all these theories of how massive these trades really are. You probably get one or two that are really big. Like, last year we got one. Yeah. Right. Like the Giroux, they probably like, I think teams want picks more than players. I think I they'd actually, rather yeah. pick their own players. As a fan, I'd rather move on from picks than players. Yeah. I think they're scratch all, tickets. Well, uh, we get names in here. Then you start, oh, oh, I like this guy. I like that guy or whatever. Right. So I'd rather move on from a, you know, first rounder in 2025 yeah. than Carter Savoy, who, you know, was doing this, that, and the other thing. Scott Hattrick. Uh, just to touch on, you brought up the Tyler Toffoli trade. It was Emil Heineman, yeah, Tyler Pitlick, and a conditional first and fifth. Remember when people were saying that was the big pickup of the of the summer? Of bigger the than Kane? Yeah, like that was uh, supposed <laughs> to be bigger than Kane. Dan, I was just gonna say, like, I think when we when we make these untouchable lists. And one of those players comes off of that list. It's not necessarily the most decimating thing. You know, like I think everybody's sitting here saying no to Broberg, but if Broberg getting rid of or getting rid of sending Broberg out brings in a chick are you that upset? It's it like, I, I think that it like, we're all kind of nibbling at the bits saying that, that the cost is what, is what is really the, the indicating factor here. I don't necessarily believe that anybody on the roster outside of your, your, your consistent performers, like your McDavid's are, are, uh, are at risk. So I, I think that, I think that anybody could be out there. It's just, it depends on the value that you're coming back with. And I think that's fair too. Um, I, I think the list of guys I would move like for a rental just isn't there. Yeah, me too. And I also think you're right. I like the point you made, like you, have the name attached to Schaefer and Borgo. And I think there's even a bigger risk in moving them because they were once your property. At least when you trade a first rounder, you can always hide behind the, 
Well, the Oilers wouldn't have taken like Barzell. They traded yeah. Barzell. Well, the Oilers weren't picking Barzell. So whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> right. I, I just think there's a little bit more, there's a bit of a safety net almost built in for a GM trading a first round pick. And I almost think it's the same for the team getting the pick where it's like, yeah, okay. You could have this prospect from the team or pick your own, trust your scouts, get the first. So I do think they're going to move there first, but I think any talk about them, like, moving a Borgo for someone like a Joel Edmondson. I don't think it's going to happen. Like you kind of said, Liam, it's more picks than prospects that usually get dealt. I think teams want guys who are kind of in the middle, like guys who are like good enough to be in the NHL, but not quite there yet. Like the Taylor Hall trade is another one, I guess, where like, what was that guy? Borg, Borg, what's that guy's name? Andres? Adam Larson. Oh, uh, uh, Kevin Ball. No, uh, Andreas Bork. Anders Bjork? Yeah, that one. And then... <laughs> Andre's borscht. Borscht. <laughs> See, that's a guy who everyone's like, oh, like, is he like, I don't know. It just seems weird. Like there was, I can't think there's so many other ones, but it's just like the Jacob Varan was another one. With well, Anthony I know you Manfred can even do, you talked about the Hagel deal. They got Radish and Kachuk yeah. as two guys who are tweeners. The Matthew Joseph, Nick Paul thing. All right. We want a guy who, you know, is lower in your lineup who maybe just isn't getting the minutes, but we want to give him a shot in our top six. Is that not Yessi Puyavi? Probably. It is, right? Like, that's the only guy on the Oilers, I guess, Fogel as well. He's kind of like that fringe guy who's good enough to be in the NHL, but if he was in the AHL, people wouldn't be that surprised. Mm -hmm. Like, that's kind of what I think the market teams want, these rebuilding teams. So here's the Taylor Hall trades. Larson would get it. Um, Traded from the New Jersey Devils with Blake Spears to Arizona Coyotes for Kevin Ball, Nate Schnarr, Nick Merkley conditional first round pick in 2020, which turned into Dawson Mercer and a conditional third round pick in 2021, which turned into a rider Korzak. Now just question of all those names you just mentioned off there. I'm going to trust you there in NHL players. How many games have played? Have they played? Dawson Mercer is legit. Yeah. He plays in their top six. Yeah. Uh, And then the second time he was traded, traded from the Buffalo Sabres along with Curtis Lazar to the Bruins for Anders Bjork and a second round pick in 2021, which turned into Alexander Kisakov. See, yeah, that's the thing. I think we all think these trades are going to be, yeah, so, so big. And then they happen and we're all so underwhelmed by them. Almost every year this happens. So I guess to answer the question is, I think the others probably have like four or five prospects that are untouchable. Maybe even six. I just don't think the market's there for them to teams even want them. I think you, I think you're right. I think you get more value, especially because as an organization, you've picked these guys, you put time into developing them. And that is a part of what you're sacrificing when you trade them. You're going to get better value, better bang for your buck moving yep. on from your picks. So this year, if we're talking picks, the Oilers have got everything except their fourth rounder. Uh, that was traded away last year. And in 2024, they've got everything except a third and a seventh. 2025, they are without their second round pick. Cassian deal for that one second. Cassian deal for the third. I think the seventh was Kulak. And the fourth was Derek Broussard, who we can never forget his contributions to the playoff run last year. Gone, but never forgot. Oh, did he play back. a playoff game? He was there. He was, he was, he was kill if he did. think maybe. He was on the bench, I, yeah, but only in warm-ups. on the bench? No, in warm-ups, they got gazing it. upon the crew. <laughs> they got the seat next to the bench. He was in the hallway chopping up orange slices for the boys when they were coming off. Someone's mm. He played in, in on one. Told you. Was it LA? Must have been the first round. They it was Colorado. Play. 
Unless it was there an injury against Calgary. Like, I don't remember him Maybe at all. Maybe it was Calgary. The Derek May Pers- 8th against LA, he played 8 minutes and 12 seconds. He had no points, no shots, no hits. It's not uh, bad. What's the rest of the roster? Kill, though. <laughs> I don't know. I thought he was bring up everyone. Overall, it's pretty good. Pretty good, really. Dan, did you just say he was on the penalty kill, though? <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure he killed some penalties that game. All eight oh, minutes boy. on the PK. <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, big contributor that one. Well, I mean, for his four hundred grand a season, it's not a bad yep. deal. And you I know mean, what? What are you expecting from a guy making that little? If I was only <laughs> making four hundred grand, you should see how my work ethic would drop in <laughs> <at> this podcast. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. If I was only making four hundred grand, boy, would I be lazy. <laughs> uh, I want to hear from you if you're listening to this and you go, no, you dummies, player X, Y, or Z is untouchable, stupids. Hit us up, Owen Radio Podcast. And Chime in on the Oodle Noodle Delicious Debate. And use that format like a Mad Lib. Like, hey, you dummies, blank is untouchable, <laughs> yeah. idiots. Yeah, I like that. I like Fries that. alone. Feel free to chime in, Owen Radio Podcast, or just follow us on social media. Please? Okay, great. Uh, moving along, there's a couple of just housekeeping items almost it feels like since there's no games this week they play columbus tomorrow they play chicago on saturday and that's it for the week there you have it so it looks like the oilers could be without evander kane tomorrow that's according to jason gregor it's not because of injury is because according to gregor he is still in san jose for his bankruptcy case slash proceeding just hasn't wrapped out yet or wrapped up yet um so the oilers could be without him tomorrow sucks but it's only a game. He's got to clear that up. It is what it is. I think it's interesting that the Oilers brought him back when they did. So I get it. They were kind of losing at the time too. So I guess it is kind of weird timing on that too. But so you bring him back and then he's just gone again immediately. Why don't I just wait? Wait. So what was his first game back? I'm, I'm kind of forgetting. He's played now. like three games. He's yeah. Three. So he's played three and then he's gone this He might not play tomorrow. And then he's back potentially on Saturday and then he's gone again for 10 days because they're on a break. Yeah, it feels like this maybe yeah, could have been this scheduled is, better. Why not just let a, him? This is, not a, this is not about his injury though. Like, No, no, I know. But that's what I mean. If you know this stuff is going to happen, then why not just be like, all right, Evander, one more week off. Yeah, maybe. Who I'm trying to think what game he came back. Guy to tell the game before Tampa. Tampa was the second Seattle. game back. Seattle, that was it. Oh, yeah, Seattle. So he had like seven shots in that game. He played Tampa. Vancouver. Yeah, I guess that is the argument to it, isn't it? And yeah, Vancouver. You get him back as the, soon as you can. The argument is, is like, yeah, you get one of your best players back. But on the flip side, I think there's just two sides to it. I like that. Even the rest of the time <laughs> off is just the whole team's off, so it doesn't even count either. Yeah, so he may just miss one game. I like. I guess if I like, he misses one, then whatever. To me, it's kind of like you, you get a chance to knock a little bit of the rust off. Sure. Okay. And you can't tell me that uh, Eric Cates isn't waiting on a tarmac. Like, what time's court get out? <laughs> Three, yeah, I don't know. I'm get him on the plane. Get him on the PJ. Yeah, yeah, get him on the PJ. I like how Liam's whole point was. You know, you guys are making a good point, but there is another side to this argument. Always. Sorry, I got close to my microphone. Get him in. Get him. Get him here. I. I, Seven thirty game tomorrow. If he gets there by six forty-five, he's good to go. That's, you know, it means you got to be at the Edmonton airport. If he dresses six. in the airplane. <laughs> if his dad well, if carries him into the arena. Well, if he get dressed in the <laughs> limo, right? Style while he's driving six, the car. If he's at the, if he's at the rink by 645. Yeah. He can go. You know, this happens. I'll offer my dad's services up. For the record, it's a 730 game. 
And this happens in my beer league sometimes. Someone else can sign the <laughs> roster sheet for him. Yeah. And if he comes in halfway through the first, he does. Fuck it. And again, I'm offering my dad services. He carried me into more than one rink because we were late for games. <laughs> he can do it again. Alfa Romeo brothers. Do you remember mm-hmm. in like 2012 when the Oilers like had no prospects available and they had to call up that guy from like the Saskatoon Blazers? Sebastian Basalion. No, it was the cube, was by the way. Milan Crypto or something like that. Oh, Kittner. Yeah. Kittner. Do you remember? I just remember he, he, I arrived like an hour and a half before puck drop. And that's all I can think about when we're talking about Ivana can just get in there. That happens a lot. I know, but it's just funny. Like I think Stu did it in Baco not long ago. Well, maybe. Oh yeah, be. he did because he, he played and he got a shutout. Big, and he came in wearing that big hat. Yeah. He came strolling on in. That was right after the San Jose. So he got the shutout. Then he went to Bakersfield and played like the next day or something like that. But they had but like an early, in that day. They had an like, early game. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. yeah so I, I know it's not ideal, but come on. These guys can get that done. Yeah. Figured out. Uh, second thing was- is Yanmark is over whatever illness he was battling. He is back playing with Nuge and Costin. Second straight day at practice for him. So I imagine he'll play tomorrow. Um, he will play according to Gregor Kane, not expected to play tomorrow. So was well, getting that stuff cleared up down in San Jose. Just one. Uh, he just skip court. Oh, what was that down Dan? of Milan Kitnar? That was his one and only NHL game in his entire career. Did he come from the Saskatoon blazers or am I imagining that? Uh, it looks like that season he was with Oklahoma city or the Stockton thunder at that the time. Saskatoon blades. What did Sorry. I call them? Blazers. Kamloops blazers. Hmm. Looks like bag milk is the scout. Yeah. He was a blade. He was a blade two years before that. So Maybe you got your time. Confusion it was the AJHL, not the dub. Yep. Yeah. Never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I saw you had a burger real. review the other day. What happened? What happened to the burger? Well, I know you ate it, but yeah. like, what, what was the outcome? <laughs> it was delicious. I yeah. got it from the Skybox at the, um, what's that one called, Tyler? Service Union, union? Center or something in St. Albert? Service Albert? Credit Union mm. place. Yeah, yeah that one. Yeah. Uh, at the John Reed. Fantastic piece of meat. And Where did it what's the breakdown? Um, good balance of bun and meat mm-hmm. with a good amount of cheese. However, I usually don't have it with lettuce. So I took the picture with lettuce. I it looked think. crispy too. It was very, but it was a lot of lettuce, was a it? lot of lettuce. So I, I took the lettuce off initially and had my first review bite. I put the lettuce back on. <laughs> I enjoyed the burger with the lettuce. You need to, the review bite has to be the way the chef serves. Yeah, as the no, artist lettuce, serves. Lettuce yeah. there, then take the bite, review it. If you don't want the lettuce, no problem. Take it off after that point. To be fair, I might be in too deep now to even consider changing my votes. But next year, this could be in consideration. Um, but I've also run out of characters on the tweet. So I got to figure out a way to condense it all now. So I, can, I think I have a nine. You're going to have to go to the classic note yeah, screenshot. I know. I thought about that too. Red. I'm going to have to figure something out here, but yeah, it was a good burger. I think I put it three. Okay. So Acceptable ser- juiciness. Yep. Yep. Service. The service centers <laughs> now own two of the top three spots in my power rankings. There you go. The one in red DA is two and then the Saskatchewan burger is one. What is your Twitter handle, Liam? So people can follow along. <laughs> At Liam Horbin is my pin tweet. There you go. Liam had a hell of a food take today on Oilers Nation every day. Go ahead. Well, I'm ready. It was a slow day. It was a, <laughs> it was a slow news day. Every day. He says, "What do you, can you give give us the name? Crisp Butty. <laughs> it's just <laughs> bread and chips. Yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, come on, yeah. and yeah. butter. It's not that weird. You made it seem like I, I think it's invented something new. Someone tries. Yeah, no, no, it's no, a no. chip butty. Crisp, like well, that's what glazed chips. Like and chips. What flavor? 
Whatever you want, Rick. That's the that's the beauty of it all. I can't see that. Like I mean, Doritos on anything is going to be good, right? But the sandwich, I just don't. Because Rick learned about butties in Vegas. That was it. That's who I told. I couldn't remember. I knew this. It was Rick and Jay. That's right. Was it not? Did we not record it? No, that was no. That was when we were watching foosball. Yeah, that was when we didn't leave the hotel. I was the only one with you. I've had them. Yeah, I know. It's a perfectly acceptable. How many butties are out there? Whatever you want. You're butties. bound only to your creativity. Yeah. <laughs> a butty is essentially a sandwich. So you could have a, a ham butty, a chicken butty, <laughs> roast beef. So if you're doing the chip one, what kind of what, what, what kind of flavor chips are you throwing on there? I like salted. Just a nice salt. Oh, just the OG. So just the yeah. original. Just a good. You, you're there. You're talking like a Lay's. Red, you're talking butter and Lay's. original Lay's. Lay's. No, well, you can if you want. I go with. <laughs> I'm following you. I want to know well, what you're you putting yours I together. go with the Lay's. But I will say barbecue, that kind of stuff probably isn't going to be great. Yeah. But although I do like the sour cream and onion, Chris Butty. <laughs> If there was like other, like someone texted in and said, uh, like a pulled pork sandwich with Lay's is good or like a ham sandwich with Lay's and I can get behind that, but just bread, butter, plain Lay's, another piece of bread sounds awful. Well, you can put meat on there if you want. It's your (laughs) own creation, Tyler. I am not holding you back on this. You can do whatever you want. Your creativity is holding you back. That's as far as I see. You gotta think about. I feel like I used to have Tyler. I used to have them a lot when I was traveling. It was a a chip booty. Yeah, where it would just be fries in the buttered bread. I feel like we have some serious summer content going on right now. I Mm -hmm. sorry. I I guess I'll close on fish finger butties too, (laughs) which uh, fish fingers. Yeah. On a sandwich. You get some tartar on there though? You can if you want. Ketchup. I go ketchup. It's a fish sandwich. (laughs) Yes. Okay. That's better. But it's fish fish fingers. Fish sticks? Fish Fish, sticks. No, fish finger butty. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same. Yeah, it's the same thing, but okay. (laughs) Does the fish finger butty have potato chips on it? If you want, (laughs) there are no rules. So it doesn't even. So I am not telling you what to do, Dan. You do what you like. So it's literally just make a sandwich and call it a buddy, and you've got a buddy. Yep. It's it's pronounced with T's though, not D's. B U T T Y. Oh yeah, I don't know. I think I'm saying the same thing. I just it's not coming through on the microphone. That's all. (laughs) Butty. 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 Right. No, butty. Butty. There you go. Yeah. Buddy. Buddy. We're, We're ready to go to England. <laughs> Don't call me buddy, pal. <laughs> We're going to save this content for the 10 day layover. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to do a buddy chase, uh, like a taste well, yeah, test. We could do a review next show. We'll have, to have a, a, we'll have to have a cooking challenge yeah, next where we Tuesday's all make a buddy for each show. other. Who can bring in the most flavorful booty for the, for the podcast? Yeah. English we'll call each other booty booty. People bragged about. So <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't be a surprise. Fantastic. Not for girls. Did you ever remember that? Do you remember that? They used to Yorkies, <laughs> Yorkies whole brand until like <laughs> 10 years ago. used to be like Yorkies, not for girls. And the O was just like, you know, you have like a parking sign where you can't park. And it's like the P it was just like the girl. Like when you go to the bathroom and they have the girl yeah, picture yeah. and it was just a big circle with a cross and it was like, not for girls. So girls oh. aren't allowed to eat Yorkshire puddings? Yorkies. What's that? 
Oh, it's a chocolate bar. <laughs> oh, I always, I always Yorkshire pudding. I call you. I thought you were talking about a oh, dog. I call them that too, but there's a Yorkie chocolate bar. That was it. You can look it up. It's on uh, oh. the girl. Why can't the girls eat them? That's what the slogan was. Like and up, until, like up until 2013, they yeah, like, like very recently they were like, ah, this probably isn't good. They anymore. halved their target market. They're like, no, nah, <laughs> yes. we don't need the half of you. <laughs> yep. I will uh, send their logo in our chat. I don't. <laughs> we should have pivoted to no guys can eat these anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just go the <laughs> other way. Available in pink. It says <laughs> like this their is whole wrapper was built around. This is a Nestle product too. Yes. This is like a big company. Yep. This was it. Wow. Yeah, not for girls. <laughs> what the fuck? And it was just like a big chunk. Can you put? Okay, so here's a question for you, Liam. I have a question for you. If you take that chocolate bar and you unwrap it and you put it on a piece of fucking bread, is it a body? It's a Yorkie butty. <laughs> Can you imagine being the executive who ran with this? And the day he got fired, it was like, "Hey, man, listen, we gotta stop this." It's like. <laughs> That's fair. Like I totally understand. It's I important. can't believe like, you guys I like to imagine a meeting where the folks at Yorkie are like, "God, we got to figure out this sales thing. We need to increase sales." And then somebody pipes up and goes, "What if they are for girls?" And so everybody goes, "Damn it, you're right." Oh, I was gonna say they they toss that dude out the window. Uh, you sales get the hell out of here with exactly that. Exactly fifty percent. Like girls are like, "Well, we can eat these too." This is the weirdest marketing strategy oh, I've ever seen in my life. Turn. Well, it worked. Oh my God. <laughs> Drop that in the group chat. <laughs> okay. How is that a real? We can't even say this on the air, but He's I'm in tears. <laughs> that is incredible. We got to drop it in the group chat. So we it's, it's coming. It's coming. Oh my God. All right. If you're looking for this stuff, just Google it. Just Google Yorkie. Chocolate. Oh no. <laughs> Come on, man. That's terrible. How is this company allowed to exist? See, there's no way. Like That's- these are so bad they seem like parody. <laughs> All right, so you're if you're listening to this right now and you're like, "Hey dummies, I can't see what you're looking at." You can Google this on your own time. Yep. There's a lot of adverts out there too. You can probably find on YouTube. Yep. Oh. Uh, anyway, the people at Yorkie, you got some splaining to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, spoilers, eh? <laughs> uh, Tyler just keeps them coming. The hits just keep on coming. So you know what, listeners? We're going to get back to hockey now, yeah, but we are, we I should. implore you, please, do a little Googling on your free time. Kill some company time today. It's not even like... Again, I, whatever. I digress. You know what? Not everybody makes good choices, Tyler. <laughs> no. And the people at Yorkie, well, you got some explaining to do. And I also learned that I was thinking Yorkshire puddings. Yeah, I don't know. Just yeah, Yorkshire puddings are fantastic. They're delicious. I just call it. Yeah, they're amazing. I could eat those every day. Every yeah. day. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to get back to hockey real quick for our friends at Tourism Jasper. This weekend, Tyler, we are out at the beautiful Jasper Park Lodge for the 2023 Jasper Pond Hockey Tournament. I'm super pumped on it. We are going to be going up against Team Flames Nation. Ooh. Elbows up, boys. Frank Saravalli flying down. Our boy Adam from Toronto, the parent company Playmakers, flying in. Are you starting to get excited yet? I'm very excited. I'm too. Um, yeah, I just I already have all my stuff kind of packed up, all my warm clothes ready for uh, for the game. Sticks retaped. Chalmers and I yesterday were talking about, and we both agreed, we're like, we need better strategies this year. Last year, we were just kind of like doing whatever. Now we know what the game's about. 
Now we got some vets on the team. Mm-hmm. We need to like make sure everyone plays their position because I want to win. Are you guys taking a whiteboard and a marker? Bag milk has I've got one. Are you taking it? Uh, I am now. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, we'll drop some plays. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Pass to the Italians. Hey, kicking and screaming. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I also want to tell you about the escape card at Marmot Basin. Half price live tickets, only 89 bucks plus taxes. The best deal in the Canadian Rockies is back for 2023. Save 50% off regular price. Adult, senior, student, and youth lift tickets every day, all season with no blackout dates. Go to jasper.travel. You can find out more of the details there on the escape card at Marmot Basin. Or if you're in the area, Come watch us play some hockey. We're going to be out at the JPL this weekend. So I'm excited about it. I will be going up Friday. It's going to be lovely. Very, very much looking forward to it. Uh, A couple more things just from the Oilers, a little bit of housekeeping. And then I've got some, a couple of questions for you. Just, open-ended questions that I'd like to ask you. Uh, first one is Zach Hyman was named first star of the week in the NHL last week, three games played four goals, five assists. Our boys on a heater. One of those goals was not his. Remember, he got kicked in by Tolovan. Oh, he pushed it in or whatever. Yeah, yeah, he kicked it. No right. offense, Zach. I mean, he also had great. one taken away. Yep. Yeah. The so fact given NHL giveth, NHL taketh away. Yeah, that was a really hard one to overturn, man. I, I don't. You know what? It. I it don't understand. Goal on the ice. Yes. At this point, when you watch it that many times, I did not see an opportunity to say one thousand percent no goal. This has to be one that sticks. To, you go to with the me. The puck hit Hyman behind the goaltender and went into the net. I don't, yeah, I was gonna say, I don't how think he made contact that, with the goalie until the puck was past him. Is, how is that goaltender interference? It's just the thing with the NHL that drives me crazy right now is just no idea what goaltender interference is right now. I looked at that goal or no goal, I guess, and I thought there's no way this is coming back. But then at the same point, I was like, well, it's probably coming back. <laughs> yeah, you even look at the so different, but like the one that went in on Jack Campbell, where he like caught the caught the puck, mm-hmm. they're just kind of making decisions based off opinion more than the actual like facts of the rule book. Yes, which rule book wrong. says you need to see the entire puck cross, cross the goal the line. line. You like, did not see that when it's in the glove. Yeah, and the goalie change the, the rule, no problem. Yeah. I'm okay with that. They have not done there, mm-hmm. so therefore you have to go back to that rule. We've seen numerous times goalie glove goes in the net, can't see the puck, can't call it a goal. Change the rules then. Can I share with you guys something? Because I was just thinking. Ahead. Is it more Yorkie ads? <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, no. Okay, go I'm ahead. I'm going to work on getting all those erased from the internet. <laughs> Zach Hyman at $5.5 million is unbelievable value. Yes. Mm-hmm. I am looking right now at players who are on their UFA contracts. So players who signed as unrestricted free agents, whether they signed back with the same team or signed with a new team, whatever. They signed their contract as a UFA. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is the highest scoring player in the NHL who is signed as a UFA. Zach Hyman's number two. Ken Holland has signed the two best UFA contracts in the NHL. Who's three? Give us a top five. Steven Stamkos, Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin. Wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> those guys are pretty good. Yeah, those uh, Yeah, but they are not as productive as Nugent Hyman this so, year. So who is the next guy on the list who signed with a new team? Panarin at six. Oh, Panarin at six is some, that's yeah. nice value for the Rangers. It yeah, is. That is. But he's almost Let's twice go the other as, way. You but got he's any... twice as expensive as Nugent yeah, Hyman. Who's the worst? 
Yeah. What's what, use the word like find us a name where it just like did not like who's the Kyle Ocposo that you're going to find out Oof. there. Milan Lucic. Uh, right? I'm trying to the maybe. gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> yeah. You got a fight last night though. Uh, someone on here making three points. Sure it is. <laughs> 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 Players who make more than $2 million. Could you also throw a Vander Kane in there? Cause he's at five one. Yeah, he is. Um, if you want a player, the highest scoring or the lowest scoring player making more than $2 million is Ken Holland strikes again. It's Zach Cassian. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a gun. Damn it. Figs. Hey, listen, if we take one Zach Cassian to get a Hyman, a Kane, and a Nuge Zach, all day, every day. Zach Cassian scored the last goal for the Oilers last season. He was worth every he penny, if you ask me. Mm. Yeah, he scored no. the goal that sent him to overtime, right? Against Colorado on the goal line. I was Great probably play. really drunk by that time, so I'm not sure. I was my he eyes did, yeah. just filled with tears. <laughs> I was convinced you got a haircut today. I really oh, was. Just, you were slicked back though in the meeting. Yeah, I got some new hair gel on the dippity do the pink kind. Well, I choose the same one. I just got a new tub. Um, but yeah, usually I like usually how it comes in a tub. Like what kind of yeah, yeah, just a like little an industrial weird. tub. It's a little little round tub. It's like a little container. Yeah, container. Right. Little uh, old spice pomade. I still think you need the glasses up there, though. I had to give them back to Dan. I I can't have that self side of me come out again. Uh, Vegas uh, Liam. Uh, Vegas Liam can only come out so often. Once a year. All right. Available at any Dollarama nearby. <laughs> no, Dan, don't give away Liam's secrets. He's a fashion icon for Designer. 24 hours. Uh, for our friends at Betway, since there's not a whole lot of Oilers to talk about, how have things been going for you recently during this win streak, really? Because as hot as you'd expect to be when the Oilers win like this, hasn't really been the case for me. Well, the thing is, they ain't scoring from so many players. Yes. It's kind of hard to pin down. Power play MCNet isn't clicking like I thought it was going to. Hit it the other night, did you? Got that one, though. Yeah, who'd they play the other night? Vancouver. Got that one. So You got to find those puck lines in there. I had uh, Nuge anytime goal scorer, so he also contributed to the empty net against Vancouver. I think think tomorrow might be a Oilers minus two and a half or minus three and a half kind of night. I don't like when you do that. I'm sorry. Because you cannot, we cannot manifest these kinds of things. See, Betway had a really nice one on uh, on Saturday, whereas uh, Euler money line plus two points by Connor. Mm, I had that one as well. That was plus money. Yeah. Yep, I had that, that one was as well. directly into my pocket. That was plus one twenty five. That, nice that was a casual little payout. It is funny how that one just feels like an absolute lock every time. Actually, I read a stat today. Speaking of Connor, <laughs> had his two points in like ten minutes. Yeah. Um, so in 2015, Jamie Ben won the Art Ross with oh, eighty seven points. Yeah, it's amazing. Connor McDavid has eighty eight. Now. Yeah, we're we're at game forty eight. Yeah, Man, how <laughs> so, bad was that year? It, was, it is wild it to is, think about. Yeah, and the thing is too, when you look at it, it's not like the years before were like that poor. Like players were playing. No, that points, was a drop and that off. That year here. was just absolutely horrendous. I don't, I don't know what it was. I was that that wasn't a shortened year, was it? <laughs> uh, I no, think I don't think so. so. No, there so, are all sorts of asterisks around. I also yeah. want to shake my fist skyward at the Toronto Maple Leafs for losing to the Montreal Canadiens the other day. That really ruined a parlay that I had going. That would have been real nice. Although ultimately my fault for betting on the leaves. Yep. Yeah. Leaves. Yep. It's rude. It's inconsistent. And they hurt my parlay. Man, I really hoped for the Oilers to win every period because I was juicy. It was plus <laughs> 900. The other day. It was a little sprinkle. I wonder how that one, how often that one hit. So it would have hit against San Jose. 
Yeah, and I that was like I did not bet it. No. What happens if they push the second? That's it. Cancel. It's over, eh? Yeah. To win every single one. Yeah. Uh, just real quick before we move on to some more weather stuff, what was your take on the the Vancouver Canucks, the Bruce There It Is thing from Saturday night? Yeah, we've kind of talked about it on a whole bunch of shows now, but like I actually think it, we talked about it on Friday too. It was my cold performer of the week. Oh, it's yeah. just it's embarrassing. It was like well, I'm like, happy see, it's done for Bruce, but like that one shot at the end of the Oilers game yeah, where Bruce was just kind of soaking it in as the Bruce, there it is chant goes. I was just like, man, this is rough. <laughs> that part yeah. I didn't mind as much. Cause he knew he is done. It's just, that's just your last kick at the can. That's your last time on the bench. Right. He should have, no, he should have is- Yeah. It should have been dealt with a lot better before that. But I, that situation, I, I like the knowing you get one last game type of thing. But uh, there's no way they should have drug him through the mud like that. No. And also, as a big WWF fan, I believe the Vancouver fans missed an opportunity to start chanting, you screwed Bruce. Mm. I think um, Vancouver missed an opportunity on Talk It, the way they could have like built him up. as like, because now he's- enemy number one already. Yeah, and he's done nothing wrong, really. Like, it's kind of weird. He took a job. Yeah, he took a job that he was offered- um, so nothing that happened there, but what would it should have happened was they should have fired Bruce a month ago, put Mike Yo in charge. He was an experienced NHL coach. Yeah. It's not like you're putting one of us in charge. Like he knows what he's doing. I could be there. Yeah. Cause, Maybe because you don't like it had to put in four weeks notice with TNT. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then so my they point- knew around Christmas time. So they've yeah. been dragging Bruce through this for a Sending month. Sending him out there. The media's asking him about it the whole time. They could have had, if Mike Yo was there, like Liam said, they could have had Jim Rutherford stand there for all it mattered. Like he's done yeah. it before. Or if you know that Sergey Gonchar is going to be his assistant coach, just put him on the bench. Like yeah. then you can get familiarity with that. But my yeah, point there was is, a, there that were like, options there. And yeah. They chose definitely the worst. Because then you can have a month of Rick Tockett talking about being the next Vancouver Canucks head coach. I don't know if you could go that far. Why not? Think- if you accept the job and say, yep, he's leaving the show in one month. Like, and then you, like, well, because then he'd be on there talking about other, it'd be weird. No, no. For, okay. I get that part a little bit, but he's also got a job to do. Yeah. Like, I think it would have been like a good way for them to play it up. How would you have done it, Tyler? A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. 
And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. If I was the connect, I would have, yeah, canned Bruce the day after you agreed to terms with Talk It. Or then and once that leaked, like a hat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Bruce is gone. Mike Yo's the interim. He's been a head coach before. And just tell the public, hey, we're doing a coaching search. Because then, like, Bruce does his thing. Final game against the Oilers. And the next day, Patrick Alvin, their GM, sits in front of the media and goes, I made the decision today to fire Bruce. Said, well, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you we already knew it was coming. As an aside there, when you say that Taka couldn't do his job like that, they do an F1 all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In what? F1. Oh, yeah. yeah. They literally race for the same. Wow. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. I'm going to, I'm racing for these guys next year. Yeah. I got seven more races yeah. for us this year. Hey, guys, uh, yes, let's go. What he could <laughs> What he would be saying on that broadcast could be seen as tampering at times. I would be tampering now. I think it's worse. Because then what? I don't know. I, yeah. What if he has to talk crap about Vancouver? Well, he like, like, knows he's getting hired. He doesn't have to talk. Isn't he just like a, an opinion there? Well, he's an analyst on the panel, right? Yeah, but you're just an opinion. That's all it is. I, I, don't, know. I don't understand yeah, why so Vancouver I- felt why the Vancouver felt the need to put in a head coach right away. Anyways, myself, uh, you know, the team's definitely not going anywhere in the next two months. I would have done that, a player coach, like slap shot. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like, put in an interim coach. I, I, yeah. I don't know that Mike Yeo was the option there. Was he an assistant still? Yeah, yeah he was an assistant. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So I mean that, that would have been a perfect option. And then, and then let the rest of the season just kind of, fizzle out and figure itself out because it is going to now continue to just be a big circus for Rick and his staff. No, but if you know who your coach is going to be, I don't mind him getting in the, uh, uh, getting kind of some, agree. some reps in, in the dead season, figure it out what he likes, doesn't like yeah, and, fair enough. and go from there. Uh, one thing that's interesting to me is going to be what happens with Vancouver over the next, say 18 months. How many of the players currently on the roster are still going to be there? Cause I had fun on Sunday celebrating Oilers win. I'm like, I'm going to do a little Twitter search for JT Miller. See what's doing. Oh boy. Boy, it's an adventure in there. And not just for how Canucks fans speak about him, but also how often that guy just completely snaps on the ice. Mm-hmm. He's a spaz. He, was he always like this? Like where was he before Vancouver? New York. Wasn't he? Yeah. New York. He was in, he Tampa. Was in Tampa. Tampa. Was he just, was it just less of a fishbowl? So you don't notice it or I, is it this? I, I think this is the first time he's been put in like the role as like the star of the team. Yep. Bingo. Yeah. I think he had there that were... 99 points last year. Yeah. So it was a big, is he the captain? No, no. Horvat is. Horvat. So remember they chose to sign Miller though? instead of Horvat. And now so they when they asked Horvat. Horvat about the coaching change, he said he is not in the, uh, I'm not in the right spot to speak about that. Well, no, sir, you were the captain. He was you probably the, the only player <laughs> who could have spoke about it. It is quite amazing that Vancouver is so poor with the amount of good players they actually have. Isn't it? Like, isn't it fun? I mean, it's awesome for us. Um, I think 42 points almost until we blow leads. Um, J- who do they have? JT Miller, Pedersen, Brock Besser, Bo Horvat, um, Thatcher Demko, Quinn, Quinn Hughes. Hughes. I feel like there's a couple of others I'm missing, but my point is like, they have like a pretty solid core of play. Uh, Kuzmenko. They just can't put seven it players. One is a defender, but yeah, they have zero chemistry. It's amazing. That's great. Getting back to the Oilers. Uh, our boy was put up an article on OilersNation.com the other day. And I just wanted to ask you guys, cause I thought the responses within the article and in the comments were interesting. Liam, if I ask you who is the unsung hero on the Edmonton Oilers right now? It's almost like who is the answer, but like who are some guys that just 
don't get enough love for what they do. Um, so Klim's obviously been great, but I, do you know what? This might seem like a silly one, but I think Stuart Skinner is by far the, the unsung hero on this team. Like without him, like truly, where would this team be? I said a few, a few months ago on our live show that I think he's the MVP of the team. So maybe that is a bit too far from an unsung hero, but I'll just say him. Tyler. So the reason I have a tough time with this is because we talk about this team twice a week for multiple hours or some of us more than twice a week. So we break everything down. Uh, like, you know, Klim Costin would be an obvious answer. If this was someone from outside of Edmonton asking me this question, Stuart yeah, Skinner is a really good one. But the guy who I think maybe the fan base isn't giving enough recognition to for how good of a season he's having is Tyson Berry. That's my name. Yeah. Like, 100%. He, he's quietly put up 32 points this year. It, Nobody's it, talking about it. But defensively, he... Yep, man. Steady. It feels like last year it was like at least every second game we were like, boom, boneheaded play by Barry in the D zone. And this year, I'm barely noticing them at all. Yep. He, and it started with the playoffs last season. To be fair, I thought he had a very good playoffs with Brett Kulak. But I actually think there's a case to be made. He's been their most consistent defenseman this year. That's not just in the O zone. That's in the D zone too. I think that's the big thing for him, isn't it? Like when you th- you never say like, oh, what was that from Barry? But there's so many other. It's not happening nearly mistakes. as much as it used to. Mm-hmm. No, like he he said in an interview the other day, is like, I just keep the play in front of me and I just try and nail it down. But I think he's done a really good job for a guy. What is he now? Thirty two. So actually, like, like kind of thirty, like to turn his career around in a sense of his playing style is nuts at that that age. To be I honest, just like how many people out on Twitter land are gonna be so upset with everything you guys are saying? Oh, I, I've never understood the idea of like trading him this season or within the season. Off season, sure, I understand it, but like in the season, like what are you gonna do? Just move out a guy who, like you said, is thirty points. Quarterback's the best power play in the NHL, and guys like him a lot. Tighten the room. Yeah, like I'll I'll admit I was a guy who was like, oh, you could move Barry at the deadline, let Bouchard step into that role. But now I wouldn't move him at all, not even thinking twice about it. And who's your unsung hero? Yeah, I mean, Barry's a good choice. I just uh, for a guy that even more so because he doesn't put up the points, uh, right behind him is Cody Cece. He's just just steady, steady CC for us. Never, never really you know, never really a guy that I'm critical of, never a guy I'm really, uh, you know, over the moon about his performance either. I just always kind of count on his minutes to be, uh, to be solid and uneventful. I like that pick. And you know, I'm going to say not maybe an unsung hero, but Derek Ryan is quietly having himself a decent little season. He's got six goals, five assists for 11 points. Talking about a fourth liner. Like it's what you want. Yeah. How do you, how do you Devin score? Well, I mean, Nugent Hopkins is obvious, but he's... But the, is it though? Because when you speak about the Oilers, Nugent's name doesn't come up in the first five or six names. And I bet Nugent probably likes that. You know what I mean? I bet he likes kind of sliding under the radar. Because I remember when he was drafted, it was first overall pick. He's got to be the guy. He's got to be the guy. He's got to be the guy. Now he doesn't have to be the guy. He can go and put up 57. He can. Yeah, he can. 57 points in 48 games for Nugent Hopkins this year. So... Unsung hero for sure. Like, could Nugent Hopkins be the answer if we bumped up the, the belt? Then, the, yeah, of course. Like, it's it's funny, but I think Tyler's right. Is like, especially for <laughs> fans from Edmonton, it's really hard to find an unsung hero here because as soon as that blue collar guy starts doing something good, we absolutely love that, right? So, Clem yep. could be the one, except for 
he's getting his, you know, everyone's singing his praises and there's not a guy on this team. And yeah, actually Barry was a really good answer for that one. Because outside of that, mm-hmm. you really don't see guys out there doing something productive. We are not, people aren't singing for them. Second question I've got for you guys, just as kind of an open discussion is what makes 11, seven work so well for the Oilers, Liam? The fact that Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl can go out in multiple ways. And I think the fact that Jay Woodcroft has the flexibility to essentially do whatever he wants with the forward group, which gives you a massive advantage against the other team because they never know who's coming over the boards. Like obviously just line matching on whatever, but if you see someone out, they'd be like, Hey, McLeod go with Leon and Connor for this one. Like it just kind of works so well because it's so mysterious. And it's funny though, because, and I, I know people hate it, but what are our forward lines? They don't exist. We it have could 11 be anything. forwards. It could be anything. How do you, how do you try and defend that? And it works great for a defense, right? Cause you have a, at least two young guys on there. Although between 26 is young. Um, you have two inexperienced <laughs> players where you get a, that extra defense and helps, right? You get a couple mm-hmm. extra minutes off from here or a situation, this, that, or the other thing, whatever. But then the fact that he's so good at just throwing out any combination of three forwards and it all just seems to work. I don't know how you try and sit there and line match that. Yeah, you can't. It's hilarious to watch. Dan, it what frustrates do you think? so many people. Dan, what do you well, think? I think, seven? I think it even just goes deeper than that too, to say that the Ryan Nugent Hopkins factor plays in as well, because, because again, the, you, you can use McDavid and dry settle in any kind of a workhorse situation there. And then you've got Nugent Hopkins and a McLeod or a Derek Ryan again, to, to just spell for those few minutes here and there. But I, I just think that that the layer of sen- layers of center depth just gives you that ability to kind of back up your defense where you need a little bit more, a uh, little bit more support in getting those defensive players minutes down. Tyler, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's like the the multifaceted versatility of the forward group. That's great. It sounds complicated, but you know, you got so many guys who can play center. You have so many guys who can play the left wing or the right wing. You have so many guys that are comfortable playing with each other and being in these different roles that you're right. Jay Woodcroft can just sit there and kick anyone on the behind and say, you're up next, you're up next, you're up next, go. And he can trust that they're going to work well together on the ice. Like this forward group from McDavid to Derek Ryan, they all seem to know each other's tendencies, or at least they're playing that way right now. now. And also another thing, like Liam, you mentioned McDavid and Dreisaitl getting to play more. I also think part of it is Jay Woodcroft having the restraint to just not always play those two. You'll see Hyman take those shifts. You'll see Nuge take those shifts. Everybody kind of gets mixed in with that extra line. Everybody gets a look. Everyone plays a couple extra shifts and the Oilers are better for it. And then they could do the uh, ultimate line too when they don't want to. Yeah. Every now and then. Yeah. Why not? Right. Sometimes it's fun. It's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Liam. It is your time to shine, my oh, friend. Here we go. Trivia. We've got trivia. trivia. Yeah. We haven't just had trivia the, on the just, podcast in a while. I just want to like, just for the record, you said Tyler. Went I know. One for eight. One for eight on oh, the live show. All right. So how are you going to distribute the questions, Liam? I will ask the questions and then bag milk, Dan and Rick in that order will give one answer. All right. Each. Some okay. of them do need thinking, so I'll just give time. But the first f- three, two. Um, okay, so the first one. Who has the Tyler most? Tyler went one for eight, just so we know, right? One yes. for eight. Okay. Can we beat Tyler, who's generally an encyclopedia of <laughs> Oilers knowledge? He just pulled that weirdo's name out of the top of his head. Yep, that's why I'm worried yeah. about how I'm going on this. If Who I can get one, right? I'm happy. Let's Who go. scored the most goals, overtime goals, for the Edmonton Oilers in the team's history? 
Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Glenn Anderson. Dan? I'll say um, Kevin Lowe. Rick? Glenn Anderson. Connor McDavid, 14. Who's two? Leon Dreisaitl, 11. That was my guess. Yeri Curry oh, has oh, seven. Oh, because ties. Hmm. All right. Right. All right. Okay. All right. Rough start. All right. We're moving. <laughs> all 0-1. Okay. Who was the last Edmonton Oilers goaltender to make the All-Star game? Oh. This is the only one I got right. <laughs> yeah, the dialogue on this one. Really? Yeah. yeah. Only Oilers. Uh, last, this one's tough for me because I really one. don't care about the, the All-Star last, game whatsoever. Was it? Okay, sorry. Go ahead, Big Bill. I'm going to say Cam Talbot. Cam Talbot. Dan? Curtis Joseph. Rick? Tommy Salo. Tommy Salo. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah In like 2002, it. he had a 2-2-2 GAA and 9-1-3 save percentage. For what year was that, sorry? 2002. Was that in 2002? Was I was that, drinking 40s and bushes. No, no, wait, was that pre the one off his head then, right? It would have been. Yeah, that would have been. been. That was no yeah, two. Yeah. Belarus. Okay, so Rick's one for two. Dan and Bag Milk are zero oh and two. Now, so this yeah. one. Okay, I'm gonna. Read. She goes. <laughs> this is a complicated one. Which Edmonton Oilers defenseman? Who? Oh, sorry, I should have said this at the start. All these answers are within the last 23 years. So oh. there's no one like well, that does change a few of our so I think Glenn Anderson. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which Edmonton Oilers defenseman who played at least one uh, played at least a full season with the team scored most of his points on the power play? Tyson Berry. Tyson Berry? Dan? Chris Pronger. Chris Pronger. Oh, I like I'm <sighs> Tyson Berry. My uh Damn it. It's My guess was Corey Potter, <laughs> and it was almost right. Was it Mark Andre Bergeron? It is Chris Pronger. Seventy-five oh, percent really? of his points one season came on the power play. He scored fifty-six points in eighty games, and forty-two of them were on the power play. Nice poll, Dan. Yeah, oh, you guys don't follow Zach on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Zach tweeted this one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she did it again. Okay, so Dan and Rick have one bag of milk and yeah, zero. Default, default. Oh, I imagine I'm going skating through on zero here. Okay, so this one. How many active Edmonton Oilers, like players who are on the team today, have played for the Bakersfield condo? So to give an example of this, Devin Shaw is not part of this group. They have to be on the roster today. Yes. On the NHL roster. Included today. injured players. Are we counting the Oklahoma? No, Bakersfield. Okay. Are we counting when Connor practiced with them post? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they played a game in Bakersfield. Or more. Or more. Okay. I got my number. Okay. Bag milk. <laughs> I looked at daily face off lineup just to. 10. 10. Dan? I'm saying 11. Rick? Uh, I'm going with... Oh, 11. 11, 11. Oh, okay, 11. We'll allow it. Whoa! <laughs> I, I missed I missed one as I'm going through the list. Oh, I, yeah, it's going to be 11, but it might be 12. Ah, oh, did he? <sighs> Just do it to be different. Well, you are, I'll do it to be different, 12. You're all wrong. It what? is 13. And I oh. kind of got this one right because I said 12 and counted all the right players. But then you were like, I counted Yamamoto. Yeah, because he's on the active roster. So it's Leon Dreisaitl, uh. James Hamlin, Dylan Holloway, Matthias Yanmark, Clem Costin. I forgot Yanmark too. Yeah, Ryan McLeod, Jesse Pogliavi, Yamo, Evan Bouchard, Broberg, 
Vinny DeHaney, Donnell Nurse, and Stuart Skinner. I forgot about Nurse. Yeah, he played. I think he played nine. Hold on, I got, games. A, I got a point of order here. Did did Oscar Clefbaum play on the Condors? No, he was no, on he was Baker, uh, on Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma, yeah. Okay, he's technically still on the roster, Liam. He might have counted. Now this one was maybe a bit too difficult, but I'll ask anyway. So, how many trades has Ken Holland made as a general manager of the Edmonton Oilers? Including all of everything. Okay. So, for example, I'll give you one. He traded Dylan Wells for future consideration. That's counted in this. That counted in this. I was close. Oh, yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm going to say. How many years has he been our GM? Like, I could, I know a website I can go count and cheat, but I'm <laughs> well, not that's what I did. <laughs> How many years has he been our GM? Four. Since Four years. He doesn't, he's not a big trader. If you can guess the first one, I'll give you half a point. I'm going to say 10 total. Okay. Do you know what his first trade would have been? Uh, no. Okay, Dan. I, I'm guessing it's like 26. Oh boy. Guess on the first trade. Do you have one? Oh, I like that was right around. That was after Manning and what's his face uh-huh. and cost. Yeah. In. So was it the Athanasiu? Okay. Well, I'm gonna <laughs> go with. No, <laughs> no, you gotta let me answer first. I think you'll tell us. Oh, yeah, uh, right, eight, right, right. Sorry. 18, 18 trades, and his first one. I'm light. <laughs> Mike, Mike Green, 10. No, his first trade was a Lucic trade. Uh, oh, for the real deal, yeah, 14 trades. Oh, actually, I wasn't oh, that far yeah. off. No, I guess that, 12. That was, was way too high. Off. <laughs> I was not far off. Hefty, I but just, I thought there was more a couple of Dylan Wells types trades. Because I was thinking, like Tyler and I did the 2022 recap episode of Better Late Than Never, oh, yeah. and he only did three trades in a calendar year. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I was trying, like, he's not Crazy. a big, big trader. No, a lot of them have been like kind of cap dumps, like the Lucic one, the Wells one, uh, the Cassian one too. His mm. own mistakes. Yeah. So this one, feel free to lug this up if you'd like. <laughs> so this might be a bit too difficult. How many players have played within the Edmonton Oilers organization or have been drafted from the 2012 NHL draft? The number is staggering. So I'll give you a clue on this one. They drafted seven players that year. So your number starts with seven. The number is seven upwards. Because there's like, there's a bunch of ones like. Who's the top five in that that year? That was Yak. basically had all of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. yeah, I should have said that. Um, And then there's. uh, Because then we've had. Cuckoo is in there too. And yeah, I think. CC. Yeah. CC's in there. Big Cat. Those two are in there. He's in there. It's like seven. Um, (laughs) They just keep coming. They scroll down the list. Seven plus. I'm going to. I'm going to say 13. 13. Dan, your guess was 15. 15, yeah. Rick? So the seven, and then I'm going to say there's five extra, so I'm going 12. 19. (laughs) So I'll read read them out. (laughs) Okay, let's go. It's a horrendous draft. Yakupov, Ryan Murray, Griffin Reinhardt, Slater Cuckoo, Cody Cece, Henrik Samuelson. That's the first <laughs> round. Mitch Moraz, Pontus Aberg, hmm. Anthony Stolarz, and Devin Shaw. That's the second round. Uh, Juju Curry was in the third. Daniel Z- Zakharov. Zakharov. Eric Gustafson, who they never signed. Chicago, yeah. yep. 
Brett Kulak, Andreas Anthonasiu, Joey Lilegia, yeah. Seth Griffith, yeah. Josh McCarron, who never played a game, and Matt Bennon. Isn't that amazing? Griffith's still with the squad. Yeah, that is, that is amazing. a horrible class of players. Oh, just collect the whole set? Yeah, get them all. Yeah. May as well. Mm-hmm. There'll be more Why to come. I'll ask the same question this here? time next year. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I missed someone. I just, I'm going through again to make sure you didn't miss anyone. I'm pretty sure that's it, though. But Brett Kulak is the pick of that group. That is I better sure. see you. Eh. Shout out to me for going over in this trivia game. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I made it a bit too difficult. That is a difficult one. <laughs> this is Liam's wildly complicated and difficult <laughs> trivia. You know how much spicy food we've had to eat? Every Tuesday oh, now. I would have been having Every indigestion. Oh, yeah, it would have been hurting early. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, thank you. Maybe on more Tuesdays we can do more trivia. We well, got a lot of dead time coming up. 10 days yeah. coming up. I like that. Well, I don't know how we could bring the podcast down after a riveting round of trivia, (laughs) but it's time for damn it. Tyler, it's word association time. Here we go. I'm excited. How many words you got? What's the order? I imagine you spent your entire week working on this. I got three. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Okay. What's the order? Someone didn't have a bye week this week. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll go Liam, Rick, Dan, bag milk. All righty. Seems like a different order than we usually do. <laughs> Hit me. Describe Zach Hyman as a player in one word. Cool. All-star. Truck. Versatile. Amazing. I, I, there's, it's hard to describe Zach Hyman. I was trying to think of a good word to describe his work ethic because he's just, or tenacious would be a buzzing. Ooh. Tenacious mm. would be a good word for Olympian. Zach Was he? No, but he could. You oh, tenacity. Yeah. yeah, he's on my team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact the Oilers play three times in the next 14 days. A boo. Excruciating. <laughs> uh, snooze fest. Depressing. I just, I'm going to put trivia because I guess <laughs> we're going to have a lot more trivia over the next two weeks. Maybe I'll bring in like chocolate trivia or something. Oh, that'd be nice. Your yes. Snap. Little snacks. Yeah. Mm, delightful. <laughs> How does that work? I didn't hear what you said. Yorkies. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's got a whole, Those a of you who have seen some video content from this episode know that we have a fresh line of nation gear hats oh, out lids. now. Oilers nation lids. Oh, Your seen. favorite color of the new Oilers nation lids. Uh, blue. Maroon. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, sorry. I skipped a lot. I'm going to go maroon. I'm saying blue as well. They look a good. nice shot of Liam in that one. We got to talk about this because they have a, there's two Navy hats. Yeah. They're both like quote unquote Navy, but the colors are way different. The one I like, I, my eyes still hurt because I still think it looks black. Well, I can't even answer participate this question because uh podcast confession. I'm colorblind between dark blue. Like I can see the difference between those two hats, but if they get a darker shade of Navy, I cannot tell. I'll show you one out there. Then, and that's why bag milk isn't a fighter pilot. That's true. The, have you seen the Cleveland Browns hat? Yeah, it's serious. Well, it's the, technically it's the Jay Downton. (laughs) Also, so on this Brown one, is this all of them? It's pink and brown. brown? That's green. Walnut and pink. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a green hat. No, look at it closer, buddy. Walnut. That's walnut. This is, this is riveting but podcast pink. listening. It's walnut and oh, pink. Oh, that is yes. pink. We're so going to put these up on our socials so you too can decide yeah, how they colorblind should, they, we are. They should, be, they should be dropping this week. There you go. Pretty cool. They're dope. Maybe I'll grab one. I don't have a nation. Can I see that one? Yep. 
There's also some, uh, so these right here that you're looking at right now are the. Just massive melon. A lot of hair. Why is it two dot? Yeah, how many pips you got? A lot of knowledge. That's how I come up with the trivia questions. Liam is on the second last dot of the snapback. What is your, what's your. Stop shaming us big brain people, Tyler. When I get a hack, I'm four. Five. You're. I'm seven and three eighths is like my fitted head size. Five? Seven and five eighths back in my day. So when you wear a fitted, what do you wear? Uh, I'm seven and five in a long time. Although we do have three fitted hats on, uh, we're dropping as well. Nationgear.ca. Get yourself a fresh lid. They look good. These fit fit nice. nice. They look real nice. Did you bend the rim? Uh, Just a slight tug on them. (laughs) I might buy this one. You're going to have to now. Yeah, you're going to have to. It's all sweaty. (laughs) I'll I'll bend it back. There you go. (laughs) He's just going to sit on it. (laughs) That works. Um, tomorrow we'll just wrap up the podcast real quick. Tomorrow they're playing the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau back in town for the first Ooh. time since the playoffs. I loved. I gotta. I gotta give Flames Nation some credit for just they were having a lot of fun with Johnny Gaudreau last they night. They were, and it looked like a good time. Hey, hats off to the hats off to his teammates when he touched the puck during practice. Oh, they were booing funny. him. I think that was hilarious. Yeah, I love it. Mm. So. I do wish he'd scored though. Yeah, me too. On that penalty, oh, that penalty shot. shot? Yeah. The penalty shot. Key yeah. to victory against the, the Lumbus Blue Jackets tomorrow, Liam. 11 and 7. Vic? Just keep doing what you've been doing. Tyler. Score a lot of goals. Mm-hmm. That'll do it. Yep. Dan? Dan? Outshoot the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm going to say, don't, you can't play down to him. Just tomorrow. keep doing what you've been Just doing. Just keep doing what you're doing. That's exactly That's what I say in the room. All right, boys, get at it. Just keep doing what you're doing. Doing what you're doing. Score prediction, Liam. Five three four I'll two for me. Empty net. <laughs> six one. They're six one. Up. I was just thinking six one right now, baby. Three two in overtime for the Oilers. Let's go. Three two. There we go. The Tuesday episode of Oilers hey. Nation Radio is wrapping up. I want to give a shout out to our friends at Betway, Tourism Jasper, uh, Oodle Noodle, and also AMA Travel. If you want to come with us to Toronto, you can do that. But now that we've posted the Vegas recap video, trips are starting to move. You want to come with us to Toronto, you got to get on it or you're going to miss out and you're not going to come with the hangout with me and Tyler. Then what are you going to do for that whole weekend? You're going to feel like a real goose. Yeah. (laughs) Nationgear.ca, get all the details for that trip and shout out to our friends at AMA Travel for putting it all together. And most importantly, thank you for checking out the Tuesday episode of Oilers Nation Radio when there is not a whole lot going on this week. Mm -hmm. Talked about uh, chocolate and sandwiches. Yeah. Booties. 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 The word of the day is booty. Booty. There you go. Excited. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.